Danielle Gannon. Oh my God! No, I don't trust anybody that much. I don't even trust myself that much. All right. Well, Danielle's getting set up. This is the No Prisoners podcast. We are Bucks County's number one investigative journalists, soon to be the best journalists in Bucks County, besides Danielle Gannon, of course. Yeah, besides her. Besides Danielle Gannon. We are recording live from 86 West in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, 86 West Restaurant and Bar. We're recording upstairs in their private dining room. Where all the greatest things happen, corporate events, parties, holiday parties, going into the fall. Um, This is where it's about. Same menu, same great staff, totally different side of the restaurant that you may or may not know about. Mm -hmm. You might know about it if you come to our events on, you can pull it towards you. We're good. So come to our event. I'll fix it. This Next event will be the last Wednesday of October, uh, September. The last, the, well, this won't come out before. August is, it, it, the 30th has already happened. Yeah, it's happened, dude. Will it? Well, I think so. No, it actually, oh. the 30th will be this week. Yeah. Oh, you mean the event will be broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, okay, like, it'll be two days from now. I'm if you're listening to this, we hope to see you here two days from now. <laughs> I was like, wait, isn't it the 17th of August or are we in the September? The 30th, the 30th of August. Mm-hmm. Today's the 17th. Yeah, I got So confused. now people have seen behind the scenes. <laughs> Welcoming to the show a special return guest, veteran of the podcast, <laughs> member of the community. We've got a journalist, a mom, business owner, entrepreneur, all around great lady, wearing a beautiful dress tonight, looking <laughs> stunning. It's Danielle Gannon. Aw, thanks, guys. And Gilmar's already <laughs> leaving this show. This isn't a good sign. This isn't a good sign. He's adjusting you to make you look optimally beautiful. Oh, please give me a good angle. See, that's what, that's what Gilmar does. If you don't know, Gilmar is an assassin for hire. If you're trying to look good and look like you actually look in real life and have content and things like that. <laughs> Gilmore makes me look great on the regular. He can make you look great too. Slide into his DMs mm-hmm. and he will help you. Did you hear how that rhymed? That's a clip. Clip it. <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> I took a risk on which button that was. I figured it'd be the red one. It worked. So, Miss Danielle, thanks for coming on t- today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think this has been a long time overdue. But yeah. I, time just flies by. I don't know if it feels like that for, for you at all. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I feel like I just remember this time last year and thinking, okay, I'm just going to get through August and then get to September and then I'm going to start to figure things out and be more organized. And now I'm like, oh, my God, it's August of the next year again. Yeah, so. it's, it's really impressive all that you do. And then you also have three kids <laughs> yeah. that you're tending to, a flock. Yes, a flock. I think I think after two kids, it's a flock. <laughs> um, what yeah, what is like taking up most of your time these days besides the kids, of course? <sighs> um, I think it is well every day when I every day when the kids are occupied, I am like jammed out, jamming out my day from like the morning until at night so it's like from 8 a.m to like 8 p.m back to back with appointments just trying to juggle like the local spotlight stuff the interviews the newspaper articles and then more so it's been more into like various forms of communications that I'm doing so I have a lot of different accounts that I'm working with that'll have me do social media it's bridged into like events and promotions um writing content for their websites, writing content for their newsletters, their blogs, going out and basically just creating buzz for their business or their company. So, Is it safe to call you like a, a spokesperson? Or what, what would be, because you, you, you wear so many hats in that role because you do like the content creation, but you also represent right. businesses out in public events and stuff like that. So I don't really know if there's one title that fits what you do, but like if you could call yourself anything, 
Like, what would you call yourself? Well, Besides awesome. <laughs> Awesome's a good one to start with. I picture that little emoji. Um, I, uh, a brand ambassador. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that was my second go-to. Yeah. Like, what you said was a good lead-in. And, and, and it is kind of like, that's where I'm trying to really, like, funnel what I'm doing. Because I do feel like it's a little confusing, almost, mm. like, to people, too. So, sometimes people will just reach out or DM me and say, hey, like, I just love what you're doing and I want to be a part of it. So what can we do? How can you help me out? You yeah. Know? So businesses and reach out that need yes. more attention on them. Yes. Cause then you can bring attention to businesses because you have your, your show, the local spotlight. Well, and it's not really a show anymore. That's on pause, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it I was. Mean, you're doing so much <laughs> that I don't really think that's something to be like, um, ashamed about. Cause you have to, you know, inevitably something like, I mean, I, we can't do the podcast forever. Right. We're having a great time doing it right now, and there's no, like, plans to, like, end it in the foreseeable future. But someday, when we're, like, grandfathers, I can't imagine that we're doing the <laughs> right. No Prisoners podcast, episode 7,000. It's like, no, I can't imagine. So, oh, there we go. were there's you attacked a by uh, hair? hair I wonder where that could come from. <laughs> yeah, Rambo. right across my eyeball. Um, yeah, so I, I feel, I and I agree, I don't, I've tried to give myself grace in the last couple of years with all of the things that I'm dealing with personally and trying to grow all these different businesses. And really, I just am, am grateful that I am able to sustain my life and my lifestyle for my children doing various different things. And every time I think like, oh my gosh, like, you know, if I lose an account or something shifts or changes ultimately something else better comes in to fill its spot or a different job or a different, you know, um, contact reaches out and then it turns into something I never expected. So yeah, I guess you have to close doors in order for other doors and opportunities to pop open. That's definitely something, um, I I definitely got comfortable with that more recently than not Mm -hmm. just knowing that like, Hey, like this opportunity is not what it was like transitioning right. like right. will there be something there to fill that yeah. hole and it always kind of seems like it fills up it always does and when you're like i've found that when you're moving in the direction of what feels good when you just keep on leaning into the feeling of like okay like this feels good this feels right good things keep coming and blossoming and blooming from that if you're involved in something that you're kind of like uh, I don't know about this or I don't really, you know, if something's not feeling right about it, mm-hmm. um, I've been better about letting those things go too. Whereas before I would hold on tight to them because I'm like, oh, but, you know, I can't lose an account or I need to like, you know, mm-hmm. sustain that income. But now I know that like, you know what, just trust myself, trust what I'm feeling, let it go. It'll come back in a better, bigger way. Yeah. Are you, uh, so you write for the Cardinal and you do stuff for them as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Like what what is going on with like the Cardinal as far as like did you are you guys still doing the podcast? Are you guys just focusing on print? Like what's the Cardinal up to these days? They um they put the podcast on hold. I was not really doing the podcast. Two other people were doing the podcast. Okay. And then I was a guest once, but um they kind of just put that on hold right now because they're focusing on different efforts and that's like a it's like a blooming, blossoming thing for them, too, because it's like another thing. You know, yeah. they, they've got a number of things as well. Um, so, but right now, like, they're really focused on the print. They're growing and expanding into Hunterton County. So they've, like, crossed the bridge now. They're in Lambertville trying to get into, I think, Frenchtown. Um, the big thing that, like, you don't think about when you're not distributing a, a publication, if you don't know, and I didn't prior, is that there's manpower and stuff that goes be behind, like, getting it out to everybody. And yeah, so, so when, I, when you, not sorry to cut you off, but yeah. when you say they're going into, like, across the bridge or they're in Lambertville, you mean, like, it's distributed yes. there? Yes, okay. it's distributed, and then they'll start being, like, stories covered there, and then advertisers would want to get on board at that point. So it's kind of like, you know, that there's a first, second, and third step to it. Mm. And um, But it's funny because when... I was first in conversation with them like two years ago and I was like, oh, we should blow this up. Like I can help you. Like we can go all over Bucks County. Like it doesn't just need to be centered on Doylestown. I, let's do Newtown. Let's do New Hope. Then let's start scooping up all the towns. And they're like, yeah, we're all about it. Let's do it. And then, um, so then I kind of ventured out with doing Newtown last year or early this year, I think. And um, that went over really well. And then now 
they're moving into New Hope, and then they're going to go across. Now they're slowly crossing into Lambertville. So, but when they first were like, oh, well, we don't know how we're going to actually distribute all this, you know? And I was like, oh, whatever, just throw a couple papers in my trunk, and I'll get them over to Newtown. And for the first couple months, that was no big deal to me because I like liked going in and seeing the people I know there and dropping the papers off and stuff. But then you can see over time and then tack on, you know, a hundred businesses that you've got to stop in and drop papers off and 10 minutes of conversation (laughs) at each one, if you're like me. So it takes up like, you know, days. Um, But yeah, so it's a process for them, but they're, they're really, they did something really cool, you know, and, and the thing that they brought back print in a different way is kind of cool. Cause I know, you know, everybody says print is dead. You know, that's like an adage that you hear. And it's like, I think it really was for a while, but I think that people are craving that authenticity again and like back to basics. Yeah. Yeah. Because things like are just so, everything's so out of touch now and like no one knows anybody, you can't touch anything or meet anyone, you know? So like the paper kind of brings that to life for people. And the fact that they drop it off in businesses and you have to go in the small businesses to get it versus like it going in everyone's mailbox and half the people throwing it in the trash is kind of, you know, a really big advantage too. Because I get you mine get at choose. Bagel Barrel. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I love them. They, they, the Bagel Barrel guy called me like a year ago and he said, hey, Danielle, I've got a story for you, but you've got to be here at like 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. One of our favorite clients is turning like 96 or something. And I was mm. like, oh, my God. So I set my alarm when I was there, and I did a really cute story on this guy who was turning like 94, 96, something up there. It doesn't matter after 90. <laughs> yeah, he's in his <laughs> late 90s. He's in his mid-90s. He's I'm like, living. he lived a great life. and yeah. He eats bagel sandwiches He doesn't need day. another birthday. He's already <laughs> had 90-something of them. Come on. Stop being right. so selfish. And he has bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches every day. So I'm like, all right, there goes all my food ideas right out the window. Is that, you know? a, is that the secret? <laughs> <laughs> bagels every morning. Yeah, bacon, egg, and cheese, dude. <laughs> Everything bagel. Exactly. God, I need yeah. to start living. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, like, how do you pick or how do stories come to you? Like, how do you, because so much happens in a week, like you said, like, what, how do you pick what to focus your writing on, your journalism? Um, I... Either I choose something, like if I hear about a story about like a a local person or a family, or if there is a new business that comes on, I like to focus on the story behind the business. I don't want to talk about, oh, there's a new boutique opening up and they're going to have dresses and that, 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 you know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah, because we do that. Yeah, everybody does that. (laughs) (laughs) But I like Leave to the tell, boutiques to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to tell this story behind the business. Like, who are the people? Why did they decide to do this? What were they doing prior? What's their background? You know, where did they come up with the money for this? Like, all of those things. That's what interests me. So I like to tell the story. And um, a good friend of mine always makes fun of me because we'll go out. And wherever we're anywhere, like, I'll just naturally get in conversations with strangers. And then I'm like, so how long have you been doing this and where are you from and how long did you live there? And they're like, oh my God, she's sorry, she's a journalist. And I'm like, like, it's not a bad thing, but yeah, Yeah. it's just like communication tactics. But yeah, so um, to answer one of your questions, (laughs) I think I said a lot. I think you you answered it. So you you get your stories from being out in the community. You are a very active member of the community. I run into you. A lot. Uh, We don't even (laughs) hang out. I just run and I just see, I'm like, we're going to be out in the street and just see Danielle. Yeah, you're like, there she is again. Oh, she's pulling into the no parking zone with her flashers on. (laughs) That's okay. You just like throw on the journalism (laughs) like thing. Yeah, put the badge up. Be like, I'm doing journalism. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. This is a dying art. Let me go. Take my ticket back. Yeah, it's funny that you said about kind of like the print and like the cardinal kind of like tapping into that. I guess, like, small-town energy, yeah. even though Doyle sounds kind of getting big. We got two Wawa's now. Right. Let's be serious. And gas an, stations. And an airport. Come on. <laughs> Get on our yeah. level, Newtown. Hey, yes. that's our rival, right? But, uh, yeah, so I guess, like, our events kind of was, like, largely in part of just, like, getting the community back. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows each other on social media, and everybody knows, like, Gilmar and I from, like, the podcast. Like, yeah. we, we would be out to eat and people would just like say stuff to us which really feels good but it was also kind of weird right when people will come up to you and be like oh i've seen your podcast i'm like oh thanks for listening 
guy I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, Thanks. Yeah. And then it's just, after a while, it kind of just, it kind of just came together quite naturally where we had all, we had this email list. And then when you went down the email list, it was just full, chock full of just amazing businesses and really cool people that I kind of was like, are we being selfish? We should get all these people together. Yeah. And then the events kind of just became like a way for us to be small town again because everybody's you know messages each other on social media but it's so hard to you know hang out with people nowadays because everybody's you know busy living their lives so figure just make it easy and just make a one-stop shop happy hour like see all the people you talk to all month long and And it is a great happy hour it's a good group you guys have put together because i'm a part of so many different networking groups and happy hours and this and that and there's just some of them you're just like oh god like I don't this is just not worth it you know or you don't want to say that but like I because I enjoy meeting people and I enjoy conversating with everybody I really do but like it gets to the point where it's almost like you feel like you gotta go because it's part of this like you know you gotta check the box or you're in this networking group you have to go to the meeting are you ever worried about like upsetting people Always. (laughs) Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Working on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think what kind of happened to Gilmar and I recently, we've been talking to a couple people, people have reached out that run other networking organizations and they've been trying to kind of like team up with us or kind of learn from us because their demographic is very old or the people that come to their events are like very like much older than they want or yeah. they're trying to grow the event and they're like asking us what the secret is. And honestly, I d- had no idea. And then uh, Steve Service gave me a book called, um, I think it's called Why We Gather. I'm about mm-hmm. halfway through it. And it's actually very insightful. Like the person is like an expert at planning events from like political events all the way through like mm. big corporate gatherings. And she explains kind of like the the roles of like being an authoritative host and doing that right. Like speaking up and like, you know, putting people together and all this. And like, it was really kind of a great read because I learned so much about it or from it so far, but we've actually done some of the things accidentally correctly. Right. Because we had like a purpose for meeting. Like we were trying to grow the community. There's been a few people that like whipped out a stack of business cards that I've had to been like, get your business cards out of here. This isn't (laughs) about your, you know, electrical business today. Like (laughs) this is about like finding somebody that you don't know and like generally getting to know someone because I personally, Gilmar knows the benefits of like you get so much out of your business when everybody knows you right? and you know them. So do you ever find yes, that like it's kind of like you've you've grown so much since we first met mm-hmm. that like it's insane to me how much you get done. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find that like like how do you find time to amongst all that like because it's very addicting to like get out and like help other people. Like how do you make time for yourself in that busy schedule? Well, I feel like I'm always tired. I really am Um, and I have aged so much in the last two years like when I look at myself I'm like oh my god like I like I look at pictures from two years ago and I look at myself now and I'm like oh my gosh like I am chronically exhausted (laughs) Um, so but I'll um, disagree about the aging yeah, part, but well, well, yeah. I feel like you've gotten but younger. <laughs> yeah, you I feel like you look good. Like, I was like, yeah, look at her over here. What is she <laughs> doing? Hey, thanks. This. I wasn't fishing for golf. <laughs> no, no, no. We have I, a hot mom I on know. the podcast tonight. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no prisoners, no rules. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> but um, I, I just, I feel like I squish things in. So the way I work best is under pressure. So I will do, like I said, like I'll do two full days, like a Monday, Tuesday, 8 a.m., not even 8. I literally wake up at like 5 a.m., but then I go to the, I have like a morning routine that I have to do to get myself in the right headspace Mm -hmm. and take on the day. And then I have my coffee, go to the gym, and then I start working. And so like from, let's just say, 8 to 8, Monday and Tuesday, I'll bang out. Like, I'll do everything. I'll go around, run around to appointments, meet people, take pictures, uh, take video, um, ask questions, write stuff up. Like, and I have everything written down. I'm so old-fashioned. I don't really, I hate Excel. I hate spreadsheets. I don't like anything, like, 
that I don't, I mean, I'm forced to have to use like the computer for mm. some things, but I like to keep things written down. Start seeing your articles in the cardinal, just handwritten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> another, another handwritten gem by Danielle. <laughs> oh my God, that would actually be really cute. Handwritten like Jan, John Hancock, I'm picturing like an old yeah. script. Um, so I write everything down. I take a look at it every, you know, I'm, I'm just focused on that calendar for the day, bang out those things. Then on like Wednesday, Thursday, I'll spend the majority of the day with the kids doing whatever we want to do to like make their summer great, you know, cause they're still in summer. Now come September, I'll be able to work more. Um, and oh, I didn't even think about that. Like how you kind of have to structure your summers cause you got yeah. the, the hooligans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then that's why like I'll do, you know, the two full and then the two days I'm like, all right, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to do like whatever we want, let's plan, let's go somewhere, let's have a bang out day. Like, I'm all about creating memories and experiences for the kids. I love to take them places and do things with them. Um, And it's not the easiest thing to take three kids on an airplane and go places and shuffle all around, but it is so much fun Mm. and they love it and they always talk about the memories and the places and also that like fills my cup. And then, um, so then in that type of specific week, then Friday I would work again. Okay. So I kind of, I'll do like three days where I'm banging out stuff, you know, and then two days where I'm kind of like lower. Like I'm always accessible online and email and phone call and I'm always taking calls. But mm. um, where I'm actually physically going to places, I have to like squish it. It's kind of incredible because, I mean, we all know people that just think they're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy yeah. to hear Everybody how much that. you how much you're actually doing <laughs> because I know you have three kids and the youngest one always looks like he's up to something. <laughs> he, he is. Yeah, he, he looks like he looks like a he looks like he he might be like a mad scientist someday or something. <laughs> yeah. He looks very very oh every God, time I picture he just looks like he's trouble. Like he you're like take a <laughs> yeah. everybody's smiling and he's just like looking at you like how dare you make me take a picture. He's looking into your soul. Yeah, he really does. I'm like, God yeah. damn, dude. Yeah. Slow down. He he's actually the funniest thing about him is he is I believe this, he is gonna be like a professional NBA player. He is, <laughs> he's so tiny, right? Um but he is so obsessed with basketball. He loves the NBA. He knows every fact from like the 1950s to current about MVP, who's the best, who made the most shots, who had the most, like crazy stuff. I'm like, where is he even learning this from? And then he's outside every morning, puts his Air Jordans on. He's outside. He's shooting hoops mm. like all day long and he's getting all of them in. It's really crazy. That's awesome. And I've never really like, you know, I know everybody thinks their kid's going to be the next big thing or whatever, but like in my heart, I know he's going to do something with this and it's pretty yeah, He amazing. looks like maybe he's going to own a basketball team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe that. Yeah. yeah that coach. might even be better. Yeah. yeah. Not to, not to squash a little guy. He's still got to hit his growth spurt, but <laughs> yeah. he's, yeah. he's, he's not much taller than like some of these guys shins. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting there. Yeah. But we'll he's, see. We'll he's see determined. That's the funny yeah, thing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's all you need. How important is it to you to kind of see your, like make sure your kids see how hard you work? It's, it is really important, and what I like that they see is they see that I'm doing this in combination with, like, raising them, and they know that I'm doing it for, like, they know that I really love it, too, and mm. they see me, like, doing something I love, and then they're a part of it a lot of times. Like, they're on the road. They're stopping with me. We're doing some things together, so they see it, um, and it's important for me, to me, for them to understand that you have to work, like, you have to work hard, you know, like, I, and I don't, I'm not, like, going back, like, old school way, where, like, you know, our parents and that generation, where it was just, like, well, you gotta get the traditional job, blah, 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 no, I don't want them to think that way, I want them to think outside of the box, but I want them to follow their passion and their dream, and I think that, like, what I've been able to take from the last couple of years of, like, hardship, as well as good that has come from my efforts, is that, they see that like everything I'm doing is come out, has just kind of come out of like an idea in my head, you know, Mm. and I put it to the ground, I make it happen. And then we're able to do nice things. Yeah. So that's actually that, that was like a little bit more than like I was considering because not only are you working hard, but you're doing something you're passionate about. Mm. And I think it's really important. Um, I think there's too many people nowadays that are doing a lot, with their time, that's really not that meaningful. 
yeah. least to them. Yeah. And it's cool to see that like you as a single mom could do what you love, make their life what it is, but also like not give up what you're passionate about. Yeah. So like that, that's actually really cool. Thank you. You should yeah, be proud I, of yourself. Thanks. I, I feel like I've turned a corner now with recognizing that about myself and, and, and being like, wow, like I'm, I'm doing this, <laughs> like I'm doing this, you know, the other stuff aside, I figured this out and I am, I love it. Like I actually love everything that I'm doing. I love it. Mm. I could do it all the time. Yeah. And I do do it all the time yeah. <laughs> pretty much, but I, I really love it. I love what I do. And when I hear like people, you know, they're in traditional work, nine to five situations. Um, I was there before too, and I never felt comfortable in that space. I never felt like it worked for me. Like I felt trapped. I felt like I needed to like do something else. I always knew there was something else I needed to do and I'm still figuring it out. You know, it's like a constant evolution. I like think that's you just guys what too, it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're aware of it and you're constantly trying to grow with yourself and everything, then you are always evolving and changing. I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be in another two years. Maybe I'll be doing, maybe I'll be doing something like it will be some of the same. It'll grow from this, but it'll, you know, it's always evolving. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to do this and not, because I like to take days off, like, when I want to do things, too, like, mm. to live, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what, why, why work that hard right. if you don't have the, anybody to spend the money on or enjoy it. Or do anything, yeah. That was one thing I had to figure out where it was just kind of, I guess I always felt like I was, once I get there, yeah, I'll do that. I like, know. it's like once I get there and then yeah. I realize it's like you, you get there and you don't even remember that you were going to yeah. take time to go on a trip or buy the car or, you know, mm. do something for like my wife or something like that. It's just like yep. you kind of just have to do it in the time You do, and then just realize like you buy the car, the money will be like, you'll make more money. It's, it is what it ever. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It always, I always think to myself, like I, I remember even from the time I was like 17, and friends of mine, we would go away on trips or we'd say, hey, let's do a weekend like in Wildwood or Ocean City or whatever we would do back then or go out to dinner. And I remember some friends always saying like, oh, I can't like I don't I don't I can't do it. I can't make it work, you know, and I'm like, come on, figure it out. Like, let's figure it out. Let's yeah. go. You know, you figure it out and it works out. It does. Like, I don't want to say no, I can't do things. I don't want to not be able to experience life or experience, like, going on trips or traveling or any of that because there's no promise for tomorrow. Like, who knows? Like, mm, and, yeah. and we've all lived to know people who have had, like, these unfortunate circumstances, boom, all of a sudden. And so you just never know. So it's like, I want to live every day and love every day and have fun every day. Yeah, it would be cool to make a Daniel Gannon like calendar, and you just like at the end of the month you cross off like how many days you loved and how many days you didn't. That's cute. <laughs> and if I you like don't, that. and if you don't have a lot of love days, you just quit your job. <laughs> yeah, just tank your whole life. Oh, that's a good business idea. Like at the end of three sixty five, at the days if there's not so many punch holes, yeah, <laughs> you got to make a change. Like a Daniel Gannon calendar where you just like everyone just. I heard someone did that. I think it was Rob Bierdeck that said he did that. Oh, was uh, he? Yeah, where where he he kind of starts, well, writes down the days that he, that was a good day and days that were bad days. Mm. And then at the end of the week, he's like, I had more good days than bad. Oh, that's yeah. cute. So nice that sounds like the the power list from Andy mm -hmm. Frizzello where you like you pick five critical tasks a day. And if you get them done, you win the day. Yeah. And then, it, like, you get those five things done by noon, your day is over. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody like me is going to add five more <laughs> things on, <laughs> on the day. And then yeah. at 8 p.m. at night, I'm going to be like, why do I hate myself so much? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why am I so tired? I can barely open my eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because you haven't stopped. Yeah. How many hours a night do you think you sleep? I don't. You don't, you just, I don't really sleep. you just, you, you learn. <laughs> That's another issue I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I literally probably sleep like four solid hours a night okay. and then I toss around a lot maybe like mm. I go right to sleep I have no problem crashing at mm. when it's time but then I'm up almost every night at like 3 3 a.m. what keeps you up um a lot of stuff yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot of things that are still unsettled yeah. in my life mm. but um 
I got you. Yeah, that because there's I want it. I want to. Yeah, you close the forward. close <laughs> close the chapter. Yes, move on. Yeah. I really really want to. Um, there's a lot of great things ahead, and I've I've shown myself that in the last couple of years. And, um, and now I run a move forward and, you know, there's some things that are, you know, have to get tidied up still, but, um, yeah, that keeps me up. And then also like just my kids, like I look at them sometimes when they're sleeping and I'm like, oh, and there's something you worry about, about each of them. Right? Yeah. So I've got three. So are I you the, the mom that comes in here? Like, is, he, is he breathing? Is he going to kill somebody? And you're I, leaning on him? I don't worry about if he's breathing because they're all next to me. A lot of times they sneak in individually and mm. then by the end of the night, I'm, or in, that's probably also why I wake up because I've got like a heel in my neck. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Why? And then I'm shifting them all around trying to get back in bed. But they love to snuggle. We're snuggle bugs. I'm a total snuggle bug. So we're, we, they all are too. And then mom, can we snuggle? Let's snuggle. So then we, we go to sleep pass out fine wake up at three then I'm tossing and turning then I'll look at each of them individually like in the deep thoughts with Danielle in the middle of the night staring at each of my children like oh I'm worried about this for him worried about this for her what about this and like yeah. I'm like why am I doing this Damn. to myself <laughs> Jesus. so then it's like all these other things to start worrying about for other people which mm. are your children which you're always going to worry about you know yeah so they keep me up too but it's all good yeah yeah. I mean, we could just sell functioning. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that means a lot to me now because you came to one of our events on a Wednesday, which is like your day with them. Mm -hmm. So now I realize kind of like what sacrifices you made mm -hmm. to come out that day, which Aww, we loved having you. Andrew. You were, you're, you're, you're definitely part of the community and you helped the picture get taken. So you never rallied the troops. I got to be better at being, uh, a host in that fashion oh that's okay that's what i do i yeah. love doing that i love looping everybody in because i love the picture too i always want that finished product at the end to say look here's what we did this mm -hmm. was so cool what are you spending like business wise are you spending a lot of time creating content posting content like i guess kind of like explain to us like how you're helping businesses like professionally um i think i spend a lot more time out like creating it than mm. I do posting it. The posting really isn't that difficult for me to figure out. And I usually kind of try and do that one day. Mm. So I'll like go, but it's the creation of it. And it's the ideas and thinking like, all right, how can we make this interesting? You know, how can we make this um, insurance company speak to people? Because mm. people don't want to hear about it, the basics about insurance, you know, like things like that. So it's more about me trying to, put them in the community and then I love cross marketing that's like become one of my favorite things to do with all the different businesses that I work with or have worked with and then like threading them all together in a very in various different ways where it makes sense where it makes sense yeah. exactly that's what I always say to them I'm like you know I'll, I'll cross market you wherever it makes sense and then they're all open to it obviously because why not you know more exposure more people um, so I love that part of it. Um, the part I get hung up on that I don't love is Canva. Um, <laughs> I don't. And video, Gilmar. Okay. I, video makes me, video is not my strong suit. And I don't want to make it my strong suit. It's just not my thing. Yeah. And I can't do everything. So I'm just like, you know what? So like I go out with my video, with my iPhone, take a little, you know, snapshot and do the best I can with it. But like if there's something more complex... I'm like, I, I'm on Canva. I was like, today, I was on Canva, and I was getting a little stressed out with, like, clipping and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not doing any of this. Delete. I'm closing this. I'm going here to do the podcast, having a spicy marg, and then I'll look at it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I hate doing video. Would so, it benefit you at all to, like, sub that out? Yes. Yeah. Um, it would, and um, I actually have a really good thing to tell Gomar after. Okay. Oh, something cool that. Oh, off the, record. off the yeah, record, because this is journalism on the record <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, on the record, and um, but yeah, I I love I really love everything I'm doing. It's so much fun. Um, I love to work with all the different people. I've worked with so many cool people. Like I've worked with hemp farms and breweries and boutiques and hair salons and Philadelphia bars and restaurants and insurance companies and um, 
real estate agencies and marketing firms. Like it's just like a mix of things. You worked with marketing firms? Like you did stuff for a, a firm that's like doing their, like you're doing marketing for them, people that do marketing? <laughs> well, interestingly enough, um, I am working with a marketing agency now. Oh. Um, that has, you know, kind of like we connected and they said, we really love what you're doing. Like, what can we do together? And so we've come up with like a good little reciprocal plan of how to make it work out nice for both of us. And um, it's, it's not a conflict of interest at all because I handle like small business and that's my little cup of tea, you know? Yeah. And they're looking for like big companies and corporations and, and pharma and, and large, large budgets. Um, so it works out. It works out. Yeah. yeah. How important is it for your business to be like, you are a part of this compute like community and people recognize you. I'm sure when you're out, like how important in your sales process is it like for you to the customer to know how involved you are? Because I could imagine if, if I was just starting out and I wanted to either meet a whole bunch of people or get connected with a whole bunch of people, you're kind of like a gatekeeper to the community. If like, I know you, if I'm really good friends with you, I kind of know all of these other businesses and people. Is that like a large reason why people hire you? It is. Um, and that's why I think like, usually it's them coming, <clears throat> like messaging me, you yeah. know, in some format. And I don't say, I say that very humbly. Like I, You've worked for this. I've like when we first yeah. when we first started ha talking yeah. to you, like you were you kind of had your th like a thing going, mm. but you were still kind of figuring it out. Whereas like yeah. when we sit across from you now, you seemed figured out, which yeah. is like it's like really cool to see. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a whole process because it's been personal growth, emotional. Like it's just been a whole thing, you know. And like I always am just authentic, and if I can't be authentic then I don't want to do the work and I don't want to like there's sometimes where the hardest thing for me sometimes is creating content for my own page mm. and for my own business because yeah. I'm so busy doing stuff for everybody else and my creative brain is like kind of like shut and then I want to just like veg or like you know not do anything and um but then I realize in those times where I'm not doing anything or maybe I'm posting stuff that's like subpar because I'm just trying to get something out there, I can feel, I can feel the energy from like the responses and whatnot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this isn't my realm. Like I'm, I'm tapping into something that's not really me and like it's obvious and people can see it. So I try to just really like, then I'll just be like, you know what? I'm just laying low right now. I'm not feeling it. I'm in, like, something's going on with me that I don't want to, like, create right now for myself. I can create for other people. But if I'm creating for myself, I have to feel authentic and yeah. being able to express my voice and stuff. I, total, I totally get that because right about the time that I start, like, Gilmore started work, like, we started working together, I was already, I was doing my own content for the business. Yeah. And it just kind of... It got me really, really far, but I reached this point where I was kind of like, I need someone else to do this because I have to focus on so much here that like, I'm either focusing right. on the content and I shouldn't be, mm -hmm. or I'm focusing on the content and I'm just like, I got to post this. I got to make I sure know. people know we <laughs> built a cool <laughs> right. house. Like, yeah. And it kind of, like, I really enjoy the creative side of what we do in terms of like the content, yeah. but having somebody like Gilmar around it kind of ensures that that quality is always there in the products because what he's passionate about is the content right so it kind of allows like i'm passionate about building and like creating cool spaces for people right and the content was kind of like a part of that which i was like damn more people are going to see this so that was cool but right. really creating the content is like a whole nother business that it was kind, it was really taxing. So like yeah. that's why it was kind of interesting to like. I'm sure even Gilmar gets taxed sometimes. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta. That's why on my personal Instagram, for example, I post every now and then, but it's because sometimes I'm drained, yeah. and I don't want to make something just cause or post something just cause. It's like I post something because I feel it or I have the energy to do it. And it's good to preserve that energy for yourself. You don't want to, because then at the end of the day, you're gonna end up hating it. You're gonna feel burnt out, and you're gonna say, yeah. 
fuck creating today, you know, fuck creating forever. <laughs> yeah, that's a brand exactly. right there, dude. Yeah, that's a T-shirt. Right there. <laughs> that's a hashtag at least. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, get out of here, you content creator. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? No, it's good to preserve that. It's good that you realize that too. That when you're doing mm. something just cause, as opposed to because you, because you feel yeah. and you want to actually do it. Yeah, and it creates a different response. Mm-hmm. It it's does. It's so weird. It's like it's almost like everybody in the world knows your energy before you yeah, pop it's weird. it out there. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. And then you're like, I know this kind of sucks, and it's not going to get anything. You're like, it got nothing, but at least something's up there. Yeah, but that says. <laughs> but then when you have something great, mm-hmm. you feel it, you do it, yeah. and it's great. Yeah, yeah one of the so things weird. I learned was just not putting out the podcast when I didn't feel like I, it because I do I, I edit the podcast. So there's Saturdays or Sunday mornings when I like work on it for a few hours where I'm just like, I've got either too much to do or I just like, I don't ever want to put a podcast out that sucks and doesn't represent because the guests are really important to me. Right. So if it's not, if the clips aren't going to be good or, you know, the cover is not good, I just kind of, I used to be like, oh, we got to get it out. We just got to get it out. And then finally I was like, you know what? Whatever. If it doesn't come out this week, the world's not going to end. Yes. Yeah. I've gotten to that point too where I'm just like, you know what? If I, if I, like, cause I count them for the month, <laughs> and I'll be mm-hmm. like, okay, since last month I've only done, you know, eight. Well, I should be up to 12 by now <laughs> or whatever mm-hmm. is in my weird head, you know, yeah. whatever we do to ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? <laughs> what even knows? Who cares? Why am I doing this? Like, this is a whole other phenomenon that hasn't been like studied really. Like, nobody knows. We're all like guinea pigs with all of this, right? Yeah. With all this content creation and, and all of these platforms, but they're so important because we know why they're important. Well, you we've know? seen the impact. Yeah. Like, we, we now have had people reach out to us. Like, well, we get people to reach out to the podcast a lot that mm-hmm. want to come on the show, and we're just like, no. Like, you wouldn't make a good show, or we don't know you, or there's nothing about your business that, you know, like, I don't know how to make a good show out of this. We had somebody right. reach out, and, like, no disrespect to her, but she wanted to come on and talk about uh, social media trends. And I was like, who wants to talk about that? Like, right. nobody. Like, we, we, we look show at pe- it when we have to, but we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the show, I don't know at what point, but I listened to, like, I mean, obviously you get better every time. But I, at a certain point, like, the show 100% just became about the guests. We had somebody reach out recently that, like, is going to come on in the future. And they were just like, oh, like, I didn't, I listened to a bunch of the shows. And I didn't really realize, like, I was kind of nervous to come on and talk about, like, the business. But I didn't realize, like, you just talk about, like, the people that are on the show. And I was like, yeah, that's what, nobody wants to do business with a stranger. Mm-hmm. So the best nice. thing we can do for your business is show who you are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, we had uh, Lonnie on the show. And that lady was wild. <laughs> she was such a great time. And when I people know, watch I that show, they're like, that woman's a, that, I'm going to her store for the free right. champagne and the party. <laughs> Like, yeah. that was the best thing we, you know. Could have done, exactly. Yeah. You're showing her. I've never met her yet. And it's funny because um, she's over in New Britain next to the store that closed. Oh, Remember? she's in that little strip yes. mall? Oh, okay. So I still haven't been there yet, but oh, I, I know exactly. Go. I knew I knew she was right along that strip somewhere. Yeah. But I did not put together that it was in that, you yes. know, uh, that complex. Yeah. So I really want to go there. But I, when I saw her video, when I saw her podcast that you guys did with her the other day, I'm like, oh my God, she's so fun and exciting. Yeah. I hope I can, now I have to follow this up. Yeah. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But she was good. She was great. She was a good. It was uh, the, one of the things, not necessarily with the show, but with like our social media, with like the YouTube channel and the way we like made the reels and presented that, like when Gilmar and I teamed up, I very much was like, look, I do not want like this super edited perspective. Yeah. I wanted people to see like, hey, we're building cool stuff, but we're people, we're characters, we're like having mm-hmm. a good time on site, we're talking shit to each other, we're giving each other a hard time, sometimes right. we're serious, because... I would meet people that I was friends with on social media at, like, the International Builder Show in Vegas or things, and I'd be like, wow, that dude was not at all like he presents himself mm-hmm. on social media. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So I kind of was like, dude, I, I don't ever want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, when people reach out to Gilmore now, like, especially builders or things like that to try and work with him, they're trying to replicate what we've already done because auth- the authenticity, mm-hmm. like, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
like with no disrespect, but like the yeah. way you're doing it is like the same Danielle that's here today is the Danielle that's marketing these businesses. And I think that's like why you're having the success that you're having mm-hmm. because we've, we've now met a lot of these, you know, people that are just posting about restaurants or, you know, right. go to the Logan Inn. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you got potato skins or whatever. <laughs> <they say. laughs> whatever. Um, not hating on yeah. Logan Inn, but th- it's just kind of like, <laughs> we don't, we don't need any more of those people. No, we don't. It's like, we've got a cap on these people. And when people reach out and they're like, let's talk about social media trends. I was like, please don't do this to me. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you know what? It's so funny because I, um, when I was first starting the page, my page, like three years ago or something now, well, it's so funny because if I knew half of what I know now then, I wouldn't have. So my page, I had a business page. Mm-hmm. And then because it was connected to my old business, one day I just got so frustrated <laughs> with everybody because I didn't know who was spying on me, what was going on. So I deleted it. We have narcs right? in the followers. <laughs> You're all out of here. We always do. Yeah. <laughs> Snitches so get like, stitches, just so you know. <laughs> oh, shit. <Yeah. laughs> they do. Okay. So I was like, oh, my God. So I one day I just like deleted the page. And then, uh, like, a couple months later, decided to come up with Local Spotlight with Danielle, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to start from ground zero. What an idiot. Now I know you can change the name at the top. Oh, man. I could have deleted some I people. Deleted, I deleted an early Instagram account, oh too. That was, that, was a, that was a hitter. And then I was just like, dude, this content is garbage. What am I doing? <laughs> and then I look back on it and I'm like, hmm. Should right. I just rebranded and just deleted all the content? I mm. know. So we're, sit- we're sitting on a, quite a few Instagram accounts right now that mm-hmm. have just like, we've just given them like nameless names so people don't notice them and taken all the stuff down. Right. Because, I mean, we have so many ideas all the time that yes. I'm like, this. it's the same audience that we want to cap- like capture. Yeah. So like, yeah. we're just sit on them. We're kind of like Instagram terrorists in that way. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> people tight. are like oh, who's this random account with 13,000 followers be like don't don't worry about don't it worry the t-shirt's coming soon yeah, how come they don't have any posts <laughs> we'll tell you later mm-hmm. yeah but th- when I first started my page I remember thinking like what touching back on what you're saying where there's these people who are you know same old thing and I was like you know what I'm never gonna do that I don't want to do that I yeah. don't I said those pages confuse me like, they really do. Like, I don't know what's going on. There's too much stuff. There's too many places. There's too much. And I'm like, what do you really like? Yeah, you know the, what I mean? What do the, you like? The, the accounts that most often come to mind for me, and I won't blast anybody in particular, yeah. are realtors. Okay. Realtors are absolute horror shows on social media like if you if like you're a realtor and you're listening to this and you want to lock up your garbage social media please call Gilmar because like you guys post the realtors just they just post this stuff that like gets sent around in an email blast and then all the realtors post the same freaking like the housing market's in a dip again like it's like this is why you should buy now and it's more a post of mortgage rates or the picture like stop taking pictures with your poor customers in front of like the Keller Williams sign like I'm sorry Sorry, just like, Sold. just just kind of like, approach right. it in a way that just kind of shows what you are. Uh, who does this? Dave Marcola, mm-hmm. who he that guy's a, a spitfire. I don't yeah. know if that's a thing to call somebody, but I'm he's calling him that. And he's <laughs> he's just like he, he's like in it like he's this funny guy. He wasn't always a realtor, but he approaches real like the the marketing in such a way that you're like. Wow, this guy's like not talking about the houses he's selling. He's, he's posting stuff about the community he lives in. Why he, why Newtown's a great place to live in? It's like, yeah, damn, we all know that house is for sale. We're all looking for a house right now. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows, yeah. you know. So it's like, yeah. stop taking pictures with the, like the keys in front of the house with your customers. <laughs> no. They don't want to be. They don't want the picture taken. Right, it's like they're in flip flops and yoga pants, and they're like, yeah. They're like, like yeah. Yeah. coming to sign a paper today. Now we're on. The and then we're getting I all web. blasted. Everybody <laughs> now knows where you live because everybody was right. looking at that house it's like please give me for the love of god if a realtor whenever realtors are kind of like oh you just bought this house let me take your picture i'm like no yeah no please don't just like wait for the house to get built and then come take a picture of it or something yeah man (laughs) everyone does what we're doing but the difference is how how do you do it we should be listening to you about this because (laughs) you're the one that's taking these pictures (laughs) no because i I mean there's plenty of people to make content yeah but no one's gonna make it the way i do it at yeah. least in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, you have to remember my why. My opinion, too. Yeah. Ex- thank you. <laughs> you have to remember. Mine, too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll third that. Oh, clap hands. <laughs> oh, second, shit. God second. Damn it. Second. <laughs> God damn it. Fairy noise. Oh, shit. I think it's this one. 
No crickets. I want a soundboard. Yeah, start a podcast. Start but podcast, you were saying. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you just have to remember, you know, your why. Why are you doing this? And that's what's going to separate you. Um, you got to define your why first. Yeah, yeah. Define your why. Because you, yeah. so there's a lot of people that are like, I don't even know. Like the more, like a big part of what the podcast has done for me is I'm working with a lot of people that are either starting their businesses or they have questions about business. So I, I can like give them what little insight I can to like help them start. Mm -hmm. And that's like selfishly, it makes me feel great to make, help somebody else be successful. But a lot of times people are just like, I want to start a podcast. And I'm just like, mm, it's a lot of work. It's not, you know, it's not just the clips, like getting the likes. Right. Like yeah. it's not really about that. And the reason like our why was the guest. Mm hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you got to define your why. Exactly. Yeah, you have to you have to be different. You have to I don't know. If 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 one day you want to be a realtor just cuz you want to be a realtor, I want don't that do easy that shit. money. Yeah, don't do that shit. Yeah. You know, you want to be a realtor cuz you want to provide people with a good service to cuz they're going to go to you to buy a home to buy a home cuz you have the best process or you have the best staff on, you know, on hand. So, that's I don't know. Just figure figure out why you're doing it. Stick to that. And yeah, differentiate yourself. Be different, man. You Don't. would kill it as a realtor. Yeah, you probably I would. I was a realtor. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> dang! Of course I was. Yes, you would really. <laughs> what else have I done? You <laughs> know? Yeah. yeah, she juggled. I um no, I was a realtor in. Uh, what if she just started juggling? I was a realtor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Muscle I also do this on the side at night. You have to split <laughs> the, the rest of the podcast. She's just juggling margaritas. <laughs> Yeah, so you were a realtor at one point. I was a realtor in Vegas. I lived okay. in Las Vegas, and I was a realtor there. Then I moved back here, and I was a realtor here for um, a little while. But that was right before the market crashed, mm. and then it was like don't want to be a realtor anymore. Yeah, and then I, and then I got yeah. and then I got nervous because of like other things. So I was so then I got out of that. But um, I always think about it. I think about it still. I'm like I should. You know what? Because it was funny. Because. Um, a very special person in my life is a realtor. And when I got my paycheck from the Cardinal for a couple ads that I sold, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And then like they got like a check the same day. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad that I, we, we do the same thing. Like we're really good at sales, but you just made 60 grand and I made 60 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't working for me. I need to shift gears here. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I always think about it still. I'm like, I guess I could get my license again. But then again, it's like going back to the thing. It was like, that's not really why many things am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Would, your reason why is kind of your kids, obviously. Yeah. And that yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. And then like, do you have any yes. other reasons why other than like the stereotypical kids? Like, your personal reasons for being if I wanted to go back into real no, estate. just like why you do like why you work so hard oh I work so hard because um I want financial security mm. um I didn't like I grew up in a very um feast or famine okay environment and so I that it really worries me. Like I see there was either high or low, high or low. And so I'm very aware and I'm hyper aware of that. And so um, I've always wanted to be, you know, successful and financially sound and safe. And um, I, so, so that's a lot of the reason why, you know, other than my kids, obviously, because that falls into that too. And then I also just want to be able to like do nice things like I want to be able to live and enjoy life like I'm not about like materialistic stuff or anything like that I like to eat good food mm. I like to travel I like to like go places like my where I spend all my money is on experiences and I, I do like to buy clothes sometimes but <laughs> that comes with the whole package shut out but, uh Lonnie's Lonnie's closet yeah. I gotta check it out I, I think I gotta get there this week I think this is a sign yeah go get a cute dress yeah, yeah I, I think I want a hat from there she sells ha those like what hats? Are, yeah like there's there's oh, like I wide brim hats oh, cool. I don't know I just feel like I'm at that point in my life where I'm just gonna be <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be a wide brim hat guy <laughs> 
You can totally get away with it. I just it. gotta have a. I just have a service dog, a sleeve <laughs> tattoo, and just wide brim hat, and just like weird sunglasses. Yeah, and people are like, "We don't understand what's going on with this guy. He's <laughs> yeah. got a lot going on." Andrew's going through something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called fashion. Yeah, dude, you gotta dress like Indiana it's Jones. Life. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that when when we started having the events, or one of the things leading up to the events, I. I was noticing on the Doylestown United Facebook page, like that group, what a smoldering mess some of those conversations were. <laughs> I've never been on there. Oh, boy. If you want, like, a little bit of drama in your life, go to, like, the... I got like, plenty. <laughs> yeah, go to, like, one of those small-town Facebook pages and just watch oh, people... Oh, it's funny. Watch people fight over the dumbest <laughs> stuff. Like, there's there's a lot of, like you know, political divide yes. in our country right now. And watching oh, that yeah. happen in a group called Doylestown United, I was right. like, there's nothing united about this post. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, why did the why did they let this happen? And then right. I was just kind of like, uh, it, it really kind of saddened me in a way, not to sound like overdramatic, because I firmly believe that <laughs> we, we have not, we're mostly the same. Like yes. everybody pretty much wants the same thing. Like you said, Agreed. your reason why is like you want financial security and to feel safe and different things like that. So I'm like, why are we fighting over this <laughs> stuff? Yeah. And at the same time I heard, and I've said this on the podcast before, but I heard a rapper on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast called Killer Mike, who's, you know, very active in his community. And he was talking like to a group of kids or people. And he was saying like, hey, like, why are you guys worried about like who's president? If, like, your street's not good. Like, worry about your street. And then kind of around the same time, we came up with the idea one afternoon, one Saturday afternoon at Isaac's after a few beers. <laughs> we were like, we're going to have a party. Isaac's. Yeah. We're going to have a party. Like and your own party, like private party? No, this the the event. Oh, right. Yeah. Because I was kind of like, we just, I want to, like, show no. that everybody kind of, like, we're, the same. we're, we're all the same. Everybody yeah. wants to do business and get more friends and do all this stuff. And, like, the what we're doing to each other is just, like, that's, it's not it. No. And, and I have to say, like, I have been involved in some things over the years that have been very extreme in certain ways. Your time as a hitman. What? <laughs> oh, I thought you were telling me. She's my like, time. they found me. I yeah. thought, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what? I thought, feds. I thought he one. said my time was up. I was like, oh no. Can I finish? <laughs> no, what do I say? Just ding the phone. Like, you're up. Next guest. No, no I, that's so rude. Jesus Christ. No, but I. <laughs> sorry, I guess I wasn't being very respectful of who you are. I know who you are. You wouldn't do that. Okay. So, um, but I, I was like, with like in the last couple of years, I've gotten to that point too, where I'm like, okay. I can't handle all of this. I can't handle all of the extremes everywhere. It's so extreme in certain ways, right? Politically or the way you eat or the way, like, there's It's so like what they're teaching in school. Yes. What bookstores are selling these books and not this book. Right. It's like, Jesus, can we just sell we Harry just, Potter? <laughs> yeah, or can we just, like, calm down? Like, I've gotten to the notion of just being like, you know what? You... Like, because, you know, I homeschooled my kids for two years over COVID. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot because it was no, I didn't. No, I, I, I didn't know if we were going to bring that up or not because yeah, that was a whole nother <laughs> wild endeavor that you did. We don't did. have to get into that, but I'm just saying that to touch on that. I said I to Ariel one day, I was like, "Damn, this woman is biting off a lot." <laughs> <laughs> and that was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I really want to know more about this because, damn, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah, that was a lot. Um, but then I knew, like at the time, it felt right, right? And now, and then I knew it was time to move on. It, it, I know, like when it's time for myself and my kids. Okay, it was time for us to go back. We're ba everything's back to normal. Kids, time to go to school. I needed to focus on making money, growing my career, and it was good for all of us. You know, it was a little scary at first because you're in this niche of what you're doing and surrounded by people that think that way is the best way. So then to come out of that, you know, with your own thoughts and be like, no, I'm exiting. I have to. You like were saying that the homeschooling thing, because you like you teamed up with a, f a couple other parents to yes. like help you Families, know everybody yeah. like specialize in their aspect of the curriculum. Yes, you you're talking about how everybody was too like minded. Yes. Yeah. And you know, and I love them. I love that's my, some perspective that group. right there. I love that group, um, but. For me and myself and my, my sanity and my children, and it, I just, 
I like to, I want them to understand it all. I want my kids to understand it all. And then, and they will learn a lot from every endeavor, every situation, every kind of person, every little bit of politics, right? And then they form their own opinion. That's human. That's life. I'm not drudging anything down anyone's throat in any which way. Politics, food, you know, socioeconomic. You have to learn it all and form your own opinion. That's what makes us each unique. When you take that away, when you take that away from people, Mm -hmm. it's scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I like I didn't I don't know what I'm even gonna say here, but it just kind of like wows me that because when you talk to a lot of parents, I don't have kids, but you talk to a lot of parents, and I'll ask them like, how are you navigating this? And it always comes off very controlling, like they're trying to just like shelter or like Mm -hmm. shield their kids from different aspects. And then um, my question is always like well, when do you deal with this conversation or when do you have this talk or when, and it's just kind of, it varies, but it always seems to come from like this overprotective ideal. Mm-hmm. Whereas you kind of, you, you just actively were just like, all right, it's time for them to see what the, what the world's about. Mm-hmm. It's time to go out there and, and realize there's differences and you, your kids are all different ages. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it wasn't, Hey, you're old enough to go out into the world now. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of like, all right, we did yeah. two years of this. Exactly. Great you know experience. what? We see this, but yeah. now it's kind of like we need to be exposed to more. Yeah. Time to yeah. move on. And, and I always say that. I say, you know what? Like school, public school, which I never went to either. I went to Catholic school for 12 years, and then I went to Penn State. So I was a little bit more sheltered. But they were very sheltered because they went to private school. Then they were homeschooled. Then I shot them out with, like, a boomerang to public school, right? And I'm like, Mm. oh, my God, is this going to be okay? And then I'm like, got to do it. This is what they got to do. And I told them back then when they were a little apprehensive about it, you know, they all had their little things. I said, you know what? School is a little touch of the world, It's a little touch of the real world. In the real world, we have all kinds of different people from different backgrounds, different classes, different experiences, and school is going to give you that. Public school is going to give you a little touch of everything, and that's your chance to get to learn life on your level now so you're prepared for when you are an adult and you're living life like I do, like we all do, right? How good are we doing keeping our children in a very small, confined space with the same ideals, whatever they are, and the same kind of people, eating the same kind of food, doing the same kind of things, having the same conversations. Yeah, your kids aren't that well-rounded. They're just like little robots. Not well-rounded. I want my kids to be thinkers and ask questions and be well-rounded, and that's what I saw as the best way to get them there for the next Um, step. That's awesome. I guess my last question. (laughs) Oh, is what are you most excited about that's coming up for you? I'm most excited about the opportunities that are coming to me on a larger scale now. Um, I have some townships uh, that have reached out and I'm doing some work for that are kind of, it's kind of cool because I'm like taking on like the, the representation of their community, right? And I feel excited about the chance to get to express what I know they want to express or what they can't get out, you know, for tourism and things like that. And so I've had fun with that. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about Hortalis Farms. That's another thing. I don't know if you've heard about Hortalis Farms. I know the name. Okay. Well, I just was brought on as the director of events there as well. Okay. And they have... (laughs) Claps. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, From September through December, they have a three-event series coming up. September is Wildflower Fest. Okay. October's Harvest Fest. And December, November, December is um, European Christmas. And there's a series of things going on during those weeks. I'm sharing it on my social media. And I'm planning all of the food trucks, the local musicians, the vendors, the entertainment, all the things to make these festivals like 
just a bang out speech. Yeah, that's a lot. European Christmas. Thanks. I'm about Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I love Christmas. I, I didn't Christmas used awesome. to be about Christmas, but yeah. I'm, I'm about Christmas. I'm about Christmas. I love Halloween's still my Christmas. favorite. Yeah, Halloween's the shit. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I love Christmas. My birthday's in December too, so I've always loved December. It's so fun. I love the lights. I love all the fun like Minus stuff. Two. Is it? Yeah, oh, we think we talked about that. When is it? The 28th of December. Oh, okay. I'm the 11th. You're after Christmas, Gilmar. You're, you're yeah. more New Year. <laughs> I'm, I'm right in between. I don't want to take it from he you. He is but in between. In between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. I think... He's right in the party week. Yeah. Between. Yeah, my birthday yeah. almost got overlooked. Yeah. yeah. I just got I used to it. And you was a twin, so they overlooked <laughs> yeah. two people. And my little sister <laughs> was born on the same day. Oh, uh, so it's three damn, birthdays. I always I have that. a good therapist for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> nah. Nah, we had a, I, had a I am time. totally <laughs> fine. I'm just fine. Nobody remembers my birthday. Yeah, fine, dude. <laughs> Fucking only, oh. only the Jewish kids recognize you. <laughs> yeah, shut up. And technically, you've never been born. Let's go. As far as I'm concerned. Let's go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. LFG. Yeah. It's Jesus Christos' birthday only. Only dog. Yeah, you can't take Jesus' birthday what like that. What are we that. talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? Um, that's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's really exciting. We'll put <laughs> we'll fun. put your link and stuff and all yeah, your information thanks. in there. But where's the best place for people to reach out that are maybe best place listening? for people to find me because they still can't figure out building a website <laughs> is, <laughs> is local spotlight with Danielle on Instagram. Dude, okay. I'll build your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, dude, he's starting to learn <laughs> to plug himself. I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, Gilmar's all talented. What are we doing? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so this was a really killer show. Yeah, thank you. I know fun. you're a busy thank lady, so we we'll, we, uh, we jammed this episode full of Danielle, yeah. full of info. Yeah, um, I got a lot more. Can I come back next week? Yeah, yeah. Cool. you can. You can. You can fight Philadelphia Table Company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love them. Yeah, they're coming on next they're week. Really cool. Um, they make great stuff. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. This is super fun. I'm really excited for all the things you have going on, Hordeless Farms, and everything else. We'll keep an eye on you. We'll probably have to do this at least once a year to check in with you. For sure. Because yeah. the year will fly by before we know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the No Prisoners podcast, recording from 86 West. The greatest restaurant and bar in Doylestown, possibly Bucks County, possibly yeah. all of Pennsylvania, <laughs> maybe even the East Coast. I don't know. <laughs> For you to decide when you come here, yeah. you try out the event space. We're getting into the holidays, so if you're trying to have your holiday party someplace awesome with an amazing staff, we're not just saying this because we're here. We're here because of all of these factors, so you have to trust that I'm a picky person, and these people are amazing, honestly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Gilmar, Danielle, myself, and Rambo under the table. Thanking you for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers.